So in today's episode, I have a very dear close friend of mine. His name is Dennis Miranda. He's my own brother, and as you you already know, I am one of five brothers. And he's a pastor and theologian. He's he's been a pastor for over eight years, I'm pastoring several churches in Managua, Nicaragua. And our conversation turned out very interesting. We decided to talk about identity and more specifically identity in Christ. I thought you would have some very good insight into what that meant as a theologian and pastor. So I hope you enjoy what we talked about and hopefully you learn something new. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the show. Dennis Miranda. Um, Thank you for making time to be on the show today. So, so for everyone that doesn't know who Dennis Miranda is, he's a pastor for, I don't even know how many years anymore, um, and uh, artist, and also podcaster uh, very recently, which, by the way, we have the same, we participate in the same show in Spanish, um, and if you understand Spanish, then you're more than welcome to join as well. But um, so, yeah, welcome to the show. Oh, Nain, thank you for having me here. Yeah, well, you you talked about how many years I've been uh, uh, a, a pastor for eight years, and I've been I've been in church leadership since I was very young. So I've I've been involved with people since i was i was in my mother's womb <laughs> but uh, it's it's such a it's such an honor for for me to be here in the in the naim miranda show what a privilege <laughs> so for everyone that doesn't know as well um you might notice in the title that we share the same last name and that's because we are indeed siblings um dennis is one of my Older siblings. I'm the youngest of five guys, and um, it's been a blast growing up next to him. And um, so we. Yeah, and and, and speaking yeah. about the podcast, uh, for anyone searching, it's called Entre Hermanos, the podcast that I host. And uh, so you're you're very welcome to tune in, uh, since you mentioned that earlier. Alrighty, so. What do you what do you think about So obviously you've you've talked a lot about many different things in your preaching and uh, sermons and you preach every every pretty much every Sunday and at church in Nicaragua. Uh, what would you say is how would you define identity? Oh wow, what a what a great, what a great word to start with defining identity, and what what a great topic uh, on identity this uh, this day. Well, um, identity is one of to start with is it's one of my my uh, favorite topics, uh, so I'm very honored to talk about it. But it's also one of the one of the things I've struggled with too. So um, I'm still I'm still in the process of learning. 
about identity, but identity is who you really are, who you are. And uh, that involves a lot of things that perhaps in today's conversation, we can, we can uh, unveil that and open that up for people. So you said it's about who you really are. Yeah. Who you really are in what sense, though? Um, it's, it's, it's in the complete sense of the word. Um, it is discovering who you really are. And, and, and that, that has to be a lot with who you really are um, in opposite to who you wish to be. And uh, in my life, now I'm, I'm over 30 years old, uh, but I've always been very intuitive, uh, always looking inside, inside of me. And uh, I've always asked a lot of big questions, and that's, that's been one of my big questions, who am I, um, that I've stuck with um, all my life. And uh, but but to talk about that, it, one of the greatest things about identity is that I've I've learned that I thought I knew who I was, and then more and more as I've, I've grown, uh, I've learned that a lot of the things that I thought I was, I'm really not. Uh, hmm. So so yeah. So, for example, what are what are a few things that you've thought you were and you realized? I'm actually not that. <laughs> yeah, for for instance, um, growing up, I I always thought I was shy, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I thought I was shy. And my dad uh, forced me to speak to people since I was very young. We also have a sibling who's who's who's, uh, who's like that, but he wasn't he wasn't really forced to to do it, but I did. I was forced to talk to people. I was forced to be in front of people, and I would hide behind my mom uh, and behind my dad. And but my dad would force me to shake people's hands, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So growing up, I thought I was timid, and uh, and that that became part of my identity. Um, and just recently, having a conversation with uh, some friends who were very insightful too, um, I brought that out, and I discovered that I wasn't shy. That that was a lie that I had believed about myself for over 30 years. And now I'm learning to embrace more and more of myself. And part of it um, has had to do with uh, experiencing myself, experiencing life yeah. and, and embracing truth. So, yeah. Hmm. So I also started having questions about identity not in the sense of, oh, I have an existential crisis and I'm wondering really who I am. Because oh. what I think happens is usually your identity is sort of revealed to you. It's a, it's a better, I think, a better way in the way I understand it. It's more revealed to you as time happens and it reveals in itself in the present moment. Um, it's, it's not something that you can't really be who you are until you are who you are. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. uh, I, I think I've gone, I think we've both gone through the a journey these last, especially these last few months, but this last year about identity and who we are. And so, um, how, how would you say? Because you're a theologian and 
I'm sure you're gonna start your own writing your own book um, very soon. But um, what would you say is because we hear all the time our identity in Christ, our identity in Christ. What is that? What is your identity in Christ? We hear that thrown around so many times, but we never, we never hear preachers or anyone really define it. So, what is your identity in Christ? Uh, that's a good question. That's a great question. But uh, to 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 embrace, man, I've I've been discovering so much about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I I always write. I've always written for the longest time. I always keep a journal. I've kept it for many, many years now. And it's been uh, my way to process life, to process myself, to process God, and uh, to digest a lot of things, which I've, I've discovered that I'm sometimes very slow to discover things. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that God has patience with me, because sometimes I don't have with myself. But in this process also of discovery, I've, uh, I've learned that I'm very intense. And, and and just recently, like today, I'd, I'd been uh, having a quick conversation with one of our other siblings about hmm. um, how intense I am and how intense he is, too. And just uh, the run in the family, huh? Yeah. And, 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 and the intensity in in both thoughts and emotions hmm. and um, learning to embrace that and uh, that I'm not. You know, like, like a lot of people that you encounter Nain, uh, up there in, in the north are very intense uh, in, in their thoughts, but they don't process uh, emotions much. Maybe that's how God wired them. But in my case, I'm very intense both in thoughts and emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, I have I had I'm learning right now that like that and, and to embrace that. And also in the fact that I'm embracing that about myself, I've discovered some uh, weaknesses, but strength about that. So I just throw that out there to, to give you guys an example. And, mm-hmm. and now, by now, talking about this, you've, you've discovered that this guy is very intense because uh, he just was asked about his identity in Christ and he just went off talking about how intense he is. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it's an example of that. But um, what is identity in Christ? So, so I, I, I threw that out because that's, Whenever I go into a topic, I go full on, head on, until I try to crack it open. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that's a good thing because I'm learning when to let go of something, when to pause, when to take it over again, when to know that it is done with um, maybe relationships and a lot of things. But uh, yeah, case in point, just just my little speech right now. But um, so identity in Christ, going after that, I've been really intense about that. So what is that? Um, that is discovering who you really are, who God says you really are, who God says I really am. Um, not determined by culture, not determined by your family, not determined by anything else, hmm. but by the spirit of, of Christ, um, the spirit of Christ in you. And, um, and just recently I've, <laughs> the beauty of this is it's amazing because um, one of the things also that I've learned is that I've, I felt like I didn't have what it t- takes to embrace life. And uh, just currently, uh, I can't mention a lot of things on, on the podcast due to the uh, what I'm going through right now here in Nicaragua. 
but or what Nicaragua was going through as a whole nation. But uh, please research what's going on in Nicaragua, please, mm-hmm. um, 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 after this show. But but uh, um, I was going to say something about that, but I just went off. <laughs> You're going to say yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it's 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 uh, my, my my identity in Christ. Um, I I really forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I think we all have those brain farts sometimes. Uh, I think you were mentioning how uh, you were having a conversation with uh, another sibling, and you realize how this this is how you were talking about before. Maybe maybe it'll help you. How you were realizing how intense you are, and then mm-hmm. you're moving how into. moving into this topic full on and that the identity of Christ and what is that and you were starting to explain something about our situation and that you're realizing oh yes that's that's it thank you Naeen yeah. I, I think this also helps the <laughs> my mistakes helps the viewers that that, uh, that I'm human that I forget things and even now that I, it's one of the things that I've had to fear my fear of losing my thoughts which is beautiful uh, so I've had to encounter that. It's beautiful. Um, fear of messing up. Uh, so, yeah, one of my fears was to uh, to go full on that I felt like I didn't have what it takes to confront life, to confront pain in life, uh, to confront what life brought, even uh, things that I can't control because a lot of the majority of things in life I can't control. And mm. that's one of the biggest issues uh that I've, I've learned and that I, I've, that's made me fearful sometimes, you know, what can happen out of the blue. Uh, but it's also yeah. one of the beauties of, of, of where I'm at right now in life. And in Nicaragua right now, as I'm, uh, I've, I was in the States for a little bit a couple months ago and, um, I decided to come back and, um, I felt led by the spirit to come back just like Jesus was led into the desert. Um, after knowing who he was, after he had heard the voice from the Father, uh, perhaps to to face his own issues, to face his own uh, places where he needed to grow. So, um, yeah, I, before I felt like I didn't have what it took for, to embrace life. So um, I moved out on my own. Uh, I came back to Nicaragua, which a lot of people think it might turn into a war zone, and that was I was fearful of that. So I'm, mm. I'm embracing that right now currently and um in the midst of that i always thought oh i don't i don't want have what it takes but now that i'm back here uh the spirit of of christ actually reminded me today you actually have what it takes you're actually are very brave because you didn't run away from your fear you're actually facing it uh so it's it's a beauty of it discovering your identity is walking in in an adventure a day-to-day adventure with the spirit of god Hmm. So it's the discovery, sort of the discovery of who you are as you're walking with Christ. Yeah, it's walking with, with God. And and God is not the, the big God, you know, that's alone up there in, in, in the universe. It's God is not this 
uh, as some friends of mine, theologians says, is G-O-D, God, you know, that's uh, created us and forsaken the universe. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, it's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's relationship. So this grows in relationship, just like um, Jesus, it says that he grew in favor with God, in favor with man, in favor, uh, in wisdom. So I, too, as a human, I'm learning to do that. And uh, what a beautiful thing when I see Christ. Uh, Christ did that, too. And, yeah. and, and now I have what it takes to, to discover my identity because I see God becoming human. Uh, therefore, I have, a, I have a solid place to start with, and I have a solid voice to trust, um, to face life, and to discover who I really am. The scripture says uh, Jesus is truth, uh, um, and 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 the, His Spirit that He has left inside of us and with us, it's called the Spirit of Truth. Um, so that means, well, to discover my identity, I have to be humble, uh, and and to start with, I really don't know who I really am, and I might be lying to myself. And hmm. to start with that step. Step number one, it takes a lot of humility because we, we usually think we know who we are. And yeah. a lot of times people go into midlife crisis whenever they realize, oh, I did this for a long, long time. And I thought that's who really I was uh, because I, I saw everybody do that. And then they crash and they're like, oh, for 50 years I did that. Or whenever they get to a really bad moment of crisis in the nation or in their family, like yeah. right now the world is going through with... COVID, uh, et cetera, the things that are going on in nations where there's a very divisive uh, rhetoric around the world. So, yeah. That's very interesting. I I think the fact that, that, I mean, the whole whole last statement, I think, was very um, powerful. Because I think it's... uh, the, the truth, when it comes to truth, and, and actually truth is one of my, um, the fact that John says, truth shall set you free. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most powerful verses and one of my favorite verses because of that. Um, because when you truly believe in who you are, or at least more of who you are than you're more able to understand yourself, but not only yourself, but your brethren, but not only yourself and your brethren or your neighbors, but also God, because the more you understand a who you are, which you are a reflection of Christ and the Father and God, then the more you understand yourself, then the more you understand God, because you are a reflection. You're created... Yeah, it, you, yeah, you're created like a as a reflection of Christ, as a reflection of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think yeah, but like, yeah. like w- w- what we've said before, this process, it's a process. Hmm. It takes time, um, lots of time. Uh, it takes failures, lots of failures, and and it's like I said, it's grown in relationship cannot be grown outside of relationship and we are prone in the west uh, to believe you know you read this book you know get get all these steps and follow these steps like a like a like a cookie 
like a recipe. Well, those those are good principles, you know. Truth, truth, we can learn from those from principles. But it's it's more than that. It's it's grown in a place of relationship. Um, we can apply those those principles. I can receive those that truth, but it still it comes from a place of relationship because hmm. I am a human being. I'm not a human doing. Uh, so hmm. yeah, there you go. There you have it. That's part of of of, of the core. Of, of my identity, that I am a human being. I am not uh, what I sometimes desire. Um, I am not my temptations. I am not what I've done. Uh, my, my voice doesn't define, define me. Even Christ, um, we, we, one of the most epic moments in, in Christ's ministry was, was right uh, when, at his baptism. He had not done any miracle that we know of. Well, there's some apocryphal books that say that he did a couple of stuff, but there's no real base about that. But in the scriptures, in, in, in the canon, there, uh, he had not done any, you know, miracles. He had just been himself, a young man for three years. And then there's the epic moment where we hear the audible voice of the Father. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. And we see, we see the Trinity right there. We see Father, we see the Spirit descending in the shape of a dove. And we see Jesus right there just enjoying, enjoying, uh, enjoying the Father, enjoying uh, what his Father said about him. Uh, so, so, yeah, um, we're not, as I said, Christ, this happened before Christ ever did something. Um, and uh, so, yeah. So you said something very interesting before about how it's a it, it, we we don't really know who we are until we know who we are sort of thing. It's like cuz it, it brings me back to what I used to think. I used to I used to think that when I was in my teenage years, probably when I was 16, 17, for some reason, it's probably just the hubris of humanity and um i don't know if everyone goes through that but i did i thought when i was 17 mm -hmm. around 17 16 i thought yeah. i knew it all i thought i knew it all you know parents would tell me something i'd be like ah i know that um uh, my peers would tell me something I'd be like ah i know that too um yeah and it wasn't until you know a few years probably a couple years later, probably like 19, um, when I started actually getting hit by life um, and actually learning that there's a lot to learn. <laughs> there's a lot, yeah. a lot to learn. Um, yeah. And no. that I have nowhere and nowhere near to knowing even 0.00001% of knowledge and wisdom. Mm -hmm. um, I actually think, this is one of my thoughts, mm -hmm. that I think the reason why the King Solomon, regarded as the wisest man in history, yeah. um, I think the reason why he was actually the wisest man in history wasn't because of the dream that he had with God. I don't think it was because God magically... Oh yeah, I'm gonna make you the wisest man. So, for 
any of those that don't know about the dream, pretty much King Solomon had a a dream at a young age that, or at some point in his life, that um, pretty much God is asking him, what do you want? You know, and he could have asked mm-hmm. of anything, you know, power, wealth. Um, mm-hmm. And the man chooses wisdom. And he says, I just want to grow in wisdom. And um, as a result, I think because of his disposition to learn. And I think it's a fact yeah. that he knew that he didn't have it all or that he yeah. knew that he didn't know it all. That he was able to learn. And so uh, even in the first. Um, in the first, especially three um, proverbs. There's this idea, uh, especially in the first proverb, there's this idea that um, that the that the wise man is the man that thinks himself as foolish, and the foolish man is the one that thinks of himself as wise. And I think it's it's in the first proverb especially for that mm. same reason, because I think Solomon found out that the key to wisdom wasn't thinking that you know it all, but actually realizing, holy moly, I don't know anything. And that makes you hungry to know more. You know, if you realize that you don't know anything about yourself, you start digging. Like, for example, a few months ago, uh, probably around December, January. So December 2020, January 2021, Mm -hmm. I started this journey. Um, with my siblings to know who I am better and to know myself mm. better. And when I started mm-hmm. actually, when I doubted who I was in the first place, every time you doubt who you are, you realize, oh my gosh, okay, there might be a few things I don't know. And when you start yeah. digging and digging, the more you dig, the more you start to find, because you become more introspective. You start asking better questions. You start asking more mm-hmm. questions in general about who you are. And so, um, hmm. I also came across this, um, I think, revelation or just piece of information that in order to build my own future and in order for me to walk into my own vision mm-hmm. and in my own identity, I have to deconstruct the vision of my ancestors and the vision of those before me. So, and what I mean by that is pretty much in order for me to actually have will and a free will, I have to deconstruct and try to understand all of the things that my parents did or the most important things at least and all the actions that they took to make me who I am as their child and same mm-hmm. with my siblings. And then if I am able to understand that, I have to, in order to understand that, I have to better yeah. understand what made them who they were. Yeah. Well, th- that, that is a place to start, Nain. But uh, this worst, the word that you mentioned you is thrown around a lot right now, uh, deconstructing. There's a lot of people deconstructing everything. Yeah. Cause and now, now they don't know what to even believe because they don't even know what truth mm. really is. Uh, so, so they go into constructing and deconstructing. But 
um, it's 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 not a deconstruction to to say you know everything that I know is false. Therefore, I'm gonna rebel against everything I've known in culture and society that I've been taught in my family that I've been taught in my culture. No, it's not that. It's 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 going back uh, to to your story and and uh, realizing, yeah. man, I've I, there's some things in here that I that are not true about me, and 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 so. But but when you go into that place, it's not going into like, oh, okay, so then it's not true. Then I'm gonna believe the opposite. No, it's uh, and then or believe that society can determine to me what is true. If everybody thinks it's true, then it's true. If everybody feels like it, that's true. No, no, no. It is. Therefore, there is someone higher than me. It is that place of humility that Solomon had that said, well then you tell me what is true and I'm going to walk in that hmm. and true truth. Truth is not what I want. Truth is, is not what, what, uh, what I wish the life could be. And, uh, I know a lot of my friends in the West, uh, um, I've, I've had the, <laughs> I've had the sorrow and the joy of going through a lot in, in my 32 years, more than, than a whole lot of people and, and um, a lot of pain, a lot of trauma. Uh, part of that, one of those things is when I was in college, I um, halfway through college, I lost my eyesight and I was blind and, and I struggled with my identity even then because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I thought I exploded one day and I said, I, I, I realized I'm, I, I won't be able to work uh, yeah. I won't be able to do a lot of things, and so who am I? Who I told God, who am I? And yeah. and and the the voice of the spirit said, you know, you're not what you do. Uh, even 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 if you just sat there on your couch, I would still love you. Um, so that that was a, a pretty cool moment for me, yeah, a moment of pain. Uh, it came out well in the end because now you can, if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, you can realize that I'm able to see again, and and uh, that's a whole story. It's a testimony of open doors, yeah. and, uh, a beautiful, beautiful thing. But um, yeah, just just to summarize that, that if we go back and deconstruct everything, then mm. then I'm like, no, everything I've been taught is a lie. Therefore, I'm gonna rebel against everything I've been taught because mm-hmm. I've seen how that's hurt many people, and 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 at some point I've gone that way. So I've I've been like, I yeah. don't want to become like this person. Uh, in my family because this person did this therefore i'm just going to rebel against it no mm. that's not the the right approach uh it is it is yeah. owning my story owning what uh, things have been done to me and what i've been passed down and and that it, it might not be true uh and uh facing that and 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 owning my my stuff and and being like i don't have to to do what my parents did and i'm going to start walking in another direction uh but there is always truth and and that is that is christ um actually i learned that uh many years ago when uh in theology i i i I went through a very tough time um i've had very personal encounters with god and christ uh and then through time i was reading scriptures i've I've read the scriptures a lot and then i've noticed that the several theologians uh, some interpret this this way, some interpret it that way, um, and then a lot of the things my parents were taught in in 
the theological seminary were actually very harmful and very uh, counter uh, Christ. Um, so then I was like, so what, you know, what, do you what believe is truth? truth? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what is really truth? What can I believe? That there has to be a, an anchor for life. And uh, I remember that was, who knows, like 10, 12 years ago. Actually, right before going to visit uh, one of our siblings in Calvin, um, I, I saw a documentary that said that it was actually a Dutch theologian that said the truth is not a doctrine, truth is not a teaching, truth is a person, and it's a person hmm. of Christ. And that, that, that phrase has stuck with me for so many years because um, I've not only l learned about Christ right here, I've also learned here, and I'm, it's, it's an ongoing process of, of unlearning and allowing Jesus to encounter me and truth to encounter me, and yeah. So it's pretty much, pretty much separating the, the wheat from the chaff, like the truth from the, from what is not true, um, separating. Yeah, the, the, the truth, from the falsities and. How. Yeah, I I I like what you said there about truth not being a doctrine truth not being and it's it's a person um but a, but yeah. also doctrine can represent the person as well correct uh i think doctrine comes out of the person yeah um and and and, and it should pull us into discovering and and have this relationship with this person and a lot of the west and and and, and i know i know we're uh, you you go to school nine and a lot of a lot of the uh, knowing God is is through the mind and there's a, a huge emphasis on the mind and in philosophy and and learning things of the mind you know that's beautiful because scripture says that we uh, should uh, love God with our mind heart and soul uh, so there is beauty in 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 encountering God with your mind mm -hmm. but then there is beauty also in experiencing God and so a lot of a lot of kids have you know they wanna they've gone to the route of knowing God through their mind, and once they go through that and they don't really meet the person, then they begin to deconstruct everything, yeah. And then they don't believe in anything, uh, and then they go through. They're like, okay, so it's not in the mind. So then I'm gonna go experience stuff, and then they go experience whatever in a bunch of religions. Uh, from the East, who were very experiential, uh, but but God is both. Uh, uh, we, you can know things about God, uh, but you can encounter God, His presence. Um, so so like, it's it's yeah, about so relationship. It it's a it's about relationship. Like one one thing is for me to know data about Naim, and the other is to have to be in relationship with Naim. Mm -hmm. To to know Naim is it's 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 uh i have to know some data about him but data is not naive data about naive is not naive so it's 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 just that tension of uh knowledge uh, what true knowledge is and 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 scripture's knowledge is is and to know to know in scripture um is to be intimate uh, 
and that's that's the whole phrasing in in uh, in the Bible in the scriptures. To know is to have intimacy with that person. It's not just to have data in your mind to fill up your mind and then feel superior. No, it's mm -hmm. to know that person. Yeah, so I think that there's a lot of truth in the because um, now we're starting to see the sort of a move like you mentioned a lot of people here in the US I think that yeah they're they keep a lot of stuff here but nev they never really experience mm -hmm. in here and the their whole their whole life they don't experience it um, yeah and I think that's why we we're starting to see sadly sadly but we're we're starting to see a move away from from Christianity I mean they they're raised in the church and we're seeing this in the Catholic Church as well both Protestant yeah. and Catholic um, where they're raised in the church they grow up and they're fed all this information about who God is about the commandments and about all the things related to religion, all the things related to Christianity. Mm -hmm. And then they go to school. Um, and when they go to school, depending on the school that they go to, um, they just drift off. You know, many of them, if, if, if it's not a um, Christian school, then you might as you might as well just assume that your child is going to become an atheist, you know by the second yeah. year because it's such a common yeah. thing because i don't think they yeah because they like that they like the experiential knowing of god that knowing yeah there's yeah there's it, there, it, there's a lot to be said about knowing about someone and you can know a lot about someone and you can almost yeah. get to know someone and you can even get to know someone by first knowing about them but you first yeah. have you it's a combination of both you have to know them yeah. I, I love I love I love knowing the scriptures and and the word I like the wording in English in John chapter one verse one that says that in the beginning was the flesh and and the, and and the and, but uh, in the beginning, the beginning was God was and word. God yeah and, and and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was with God so yeah uh, the the word it's a verb there it's logos became becomes flesh always. It it doesn't stay in the outer space. It becomes touch, it becomes human. Mm -hmm. So in order in order for us to to really practice truth, it, it needs to be lived out. It needs to be embraced. Uh, it needs to be seen uh, by by humanity. And that's that's what I think. Um, what's happening in, in in the West with with a lot of these kids that are falling off um, into to whatever is that they were taught. You know this cookie cutter Christianity that's in a box, and uh, then they get hit by life, and they get tough questions from life, sure. or they get hit by their own feelings, and you know they they just received a bunch a bunch of data here, but they didn't get a chance to live that out, yeah. And and and, hmm. and a lot of it is is you have to live it in pain, you have to live it in suffering, you have to, um, as I said, I was it's been a gift from God that. I've been able to, to to live where where I'm at and and to face a lot of my fears and to mm. face suffering 
and and to embrace that suffering is part of life and and i'm still i'm still in the process and to even live in a country where the even supernatural stuff is has always been embraced because uh, there's a mixture between western and uh, let's say eastern but you know indigenous uh culture here so it's truly always western. had yeah so I've always had that mix, you know, of, of this, yeah. the spiritual side of things. There's always um, spiritual stuff going on. So just to say that, that that's been a beauty for me because I can uh, embrace both the spiritual and the physical and, and they can meet in myself. And, and, and because I know they met in Christ, in, in, in God, in, in the flesh. Hmm. Hmm. That's very interesting. So what do you what do you think what do you think should happen like in order to prevent this move away from from knowing who God is from being true tr truly a Christian and, and 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 seek a relationship with God then what do you what should we do should it be the parents job to make sure that they children have a uh, a relationship with Christ or, or should it be the church's job, the government's job? Who, who, whose job is it to make sure that? Yeah, I, I think it's, 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 it's all of, all of the above. Um, the parents need to, well, they, they need to wake up and realize that things are not like they taught their children. Uh, Churches should wake up to that truth too. No, mm -hmm. it's not. It's not just. Uh, there's not enough time to to teach people in in two hours or in an hour in a, in a worship sure. service. There needs to be discipleship. Uh, so hmm. people people need to see this lived out, um, and for that you need to open yourself to people, vulnerable, and that's something we don't want to do. You know, let's be superficial. Yeah. Just sing a couple songs. You know, we do have a, I do have a worship service where we sing songs, we, I have a message, I share, um, but it's more than that. And so, so kids need to see this. Uh, but now if you're grown uh, now and you're away from home, you're 18 and older, and yeah. you're now wondering what the heck, now it's not their responsibility. They did their best. They yeah. did what they, they thought they knew. And uh, in their love for Christ, they made a lot of mistakes. Even in the name of Christ, uh, we've seen that over and over again. Mm -hmm. uh, as humanity, we've done in the name of God a lot of a lot of hurt. Um, and but, but you know, again, it's not you know, and the, they've done all of this in the name of God. Then therefore, let's de delete the whole concept of God. The, that whole rebellious mindset won't take you anywhere. <laughs> we'll just take you into abyss and oblivion and darkness. Um, but and now it's it's your turn to take responsibility of your own life and be like okay i'm gonna live this thing out i'm gonna what is what is truth jesus who are you and it is to take the small steps uh every day embracing the present embracing the now and uh test test testing christ testing the spirit and be like god if, if this is really you if you're real mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna start walking in this direction and and you say to follow you i'm gonna follow you and and see where this takes me and um, uh, instead of trying trying to change the world, what about if you have this relationship with Christ and, and allow him to change you first? 
And uh, mm. uh, trust me, trust me, he knows you're not a project to be changed. He knows you're a person to be loved and uh, his truth will set you free as you're in this relationship. He whispers into your ear, into my ear, and he takes out the weeds outside, inside of our hearts, inside of my heart. And uh, he can do this in relationship with people too. Uh, whenever you open up yourself mm. to, to friends, to family. And uh, I do have a friend, his name is Paul Young, the author of The Shack. And he says, uh, pain and uh, uh, pain comes through relationships, but also healing also comes through relationships. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's, it's part big part of being vulnerable and having another person to talk to through your own stuff uh, that we all have, yeah. traumas that we all have. Uh, maybe some of you, I know the majority of you probably never had the traumas that I had, but in a sense, you were hurt by people because we never have a perfect family. We never have a perfect life. Yeah. So it's recognizing that and, and, and acknowledging God in your story. So, so there's something you said a while ago. You said, well, and now you just said that you're not a project. God loves you. Um, God loves who you are. And so yeah. before you also said that Christ walks with you um, and God walks with you. I think in our Christian lingo and in our churches, we, we say all the time, um, oh, let God use you or God uses you. And you know, I, I think what people mean by that is, you know, what people, I think what they mean is you can do things through Christ and, and through the, with the power of Christ. And um, you can, you know, when you have a great message after, you know, if you have a great sermon, people say, oh, God uses him. Um, yeah. and, and I yeah. hear this all the time. But then there's something I, I'm sure we both came across very, uh, so, some, somewhat recently um, is that God doesn't necessarily use you, but it, he more just walks with you. He, yeah. he, he's, grow, he's letting you grow, and it's like playing yeah. ball with Christ. It's like, it's like yeah. he's the father that we never had. He, he's the absolute perfection. Mm. And... Mm. I think because we grew up in such a, um, I mean, first of all, because we grew up in the world and therefore we must have some false view of, of, of things. Um, yeah. But also because we, 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 in our society, everything's about production. Everything is about yeah. how much we produce and yeah. um, the, the fastest we can be at creating something, the, the most the, powerful the, we can the, be. There is a phrase which I've, I've, I've mentioned in, in this podcast but i i want to i want to mention the whole thing since you were talking about it right now yeah is it's one of christ's most divisive divisive uh phrases he says i am the way the truth and the life so again i have to to to, to have the, the humility to say wait i don't know at all i don't really know what life is about mm -hmm. i don't know what really truth is so I'm just going to let you into my life and let's walk it out. Let, what, what is life about Jesus? Um, mm -hmm. and, 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 and this 
God, you know, I understand the phrasing, you know, God can use you. In a sense, it is true because God is so, is so inside of us and in our story and heals our story and my story that even from my weakness, like I said, like this topic of identity has been my weakness. But uh, Apostle Paul says, I can boast in my weakness uh, so that his strength can be revealed. Um, so in my story, mm-hmm. he uses that. He uses even the areas of my life. Um, he uses me to minister to you. I mean, in my story, in my life, in relationship with him. But but yeah, like you're you're making a point. Like I was taught, and the majority of us were taught. You know, he uses you like you're a tool. Yeah. He doesn't care for you that um, you're a project that he wants to use, but mm-hmm. he doesn't really care for who you are. He's this God who's angry, and and therefore he needs instruments and puppets. Um, to use mm-hmm. uh, no he he gives us a, a choice for us not to follow him uh, for us not to to believe he really is who he says he is and that's okay and let's let's see what what happens after that and um yeah sadly enough it turns out to be that like christ said on the cross like we don't know what we're doing society yeah. doesn't know what we're doing we don't society doesn't know we don't really don't know what we're doing, and therefore we 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 don't know who God is, and and we don't know who we are. Therefore, we we end up doing horrendous things always, in the name of thinking that we know what we do. Hmm. Yeah. So, and I think I was trying to get at more of the this view of you know, because I think it's so common. Um, seeing seeing humans as tools, seeing seeing humans yeah. as a, as a means yeah. to something else, like because yeah. uh, I, I, I've I've seen people you know say this lingo as if like you don't really matter. It's not about who Dennis is or Nain is, but it's more about what can I get through this person. You know yeah. what's the like I'm, I I have to manipulate you. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah, and I think that creates so much so many issues in itself because then mm-hmm. you end up believing in someone who is manipulative in someone yeah. who just wants to use you someone who um, doesn't really care about who you are to the core and so when depression hits and people say oh god is in control mm-hmm. you know that's not gonna help that's it's gonna be like wow thanks you know <laughs> my life is a mess and you're telling me god is in control and um you know the the one yeah. person that should be in control, who I think is manipulating me, is finally stopped taking control of life, and now here you are telling me that uh, they are in control. So <laughs> I think it's a many people, many times people, even if they don't realize it, they do mean it as a that they do mean it as a tool. They do mean yeah. that we are tools, and that's. I think that's so so wrong in so many ways, uh, because we're human beings. We're we're beings. We're not projects, like you said. Yeah, and yeah, this this whole production mindset. This, and uh, I've had it for a long time, and it's I've, I'm learning every day to embrace that I'm not mm-hmm. not what I do. I'm 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 just am, and uh, it's very co- counterculture, uh, especially since. As I, I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I'm intense. 
um, therefore learning to let go and just be it's it's been a challenge for me but it's it's been one of the uh, beauties of my spirituality um, learning to be still and know that he's God mm. and that uh, God means that he's in control it doesn't mean that things will turn out the way I want them to be yeah um, it doesn't mean that I know the end of the story I don't know the end of the story uh, knowing that God is in control it's, it's knowing that God is also in Christ but also we see Christ uh, being betrayed by his friends families those people that mm-hmm. um, said they were his followers and he ends up in the cross and God is still in control there. Um, people think that God turns his face uh, from his son. No, no. Scripture says that Christ, God was in Christ, uh, reconciled the whole world to himself. Therefore, God is really right there in Christ. He's suffering with us. The whole deity is right there. The fullness of the deity, Father, Son, Spirit, are right there um, mm. in Christ. Uh, uh, that was Psalms. Whenever Christ cried at the cross, is like um, he said, uh, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Well, that's the beginning of the psalm. At the beginning, at the end of the psalm, we we re- there's a verse that says, "He did not see, he did not, uh, he did not leave his righteous one. He did not forsake his righteous one." So, we should read the uh, the, the the rest of the psalm because that was a prophetic declaration of what actually happened. Mm. It also says that none of his bones were going to be broken. And so we, we see that the whole thing played out right there in Christ. And, but Christ is crying, praying our prayer, our humanity's prayer that we believe, I believe, I've often believed that I'm doing life alone and that God has forsaken mm. me and my pain and my struggles in, in what's going on in my country right now. Things, a lot of things that I can control, people that I can't control. And whenever people do me harm, it's like, where are you, God? You've forsaken me. But that's not, that's not the truth. God was in Christ, reconciling the whole world to himself. He was right there. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's God in the flesh. He's not forsaken. So. Yeah. So, so for me, I mean, has been a, 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 I'm a religious leader um, now, and mm-hmm. for me, it's it's the way how I ended up here. I never thought I was going to be a religious leader. Um, <laughs> part of it, you know, I saw my dad do it for a long time, uh, but that's just part of it. My my basis of it is that I had encounters with God since I was very young, and so I decided to. You know, let's. I've said I'm gonna follow this trail, follow Christ, uh, and let's see what it, where this takes me. And here I am now, uh, leading se- uh, several churches and uh, being here in Nicaragua and, uh, and uh, learning to be human and and divine at the same time. Uh, you know, because Peter says in Christ, I have we have everything we need pertaining to life and godliness. Um, hmm. So is is the same spirit that Christ had. Christ was one hundred percent human, one hundred percent God. Therefore, I can, I can do all things that Christ strengthens me. I can, I yeah. can be myself. And part of life, even is you know facing death. You know how, in the spirit, whenever it's my turn to go, how can I embrace that uh, with bravery? And bravery does not mean not having fear. It just means 
doing things even if you're fearful. And not, not going against the fear is actually going towards the fear. And so, yeah, it's, it's a, the beauty of, and that's where I'm at. Um, I don't know where I'll be in 10 years, uh, but uh, just following this, that trail and led me to interesting places, meeting interesting people. And uh, I've heard recently that there's more for me, so I don't know what, what else is there for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, so for, for anyone that wants to um, help more in the, with the Church of Nicaragua, what is the best way that someone could help the Church of Nicaragua um, right now in this current, the current times? Yeah, uh, number one is, biggest thing is prayer. We need, if you're a follower of Christ, um, I believe, yeah, prayer is a great and mighty thing. Uh, so please pray for me. Please pray for us. Please pray for Nicaragua. And also, if, if you want to give uh, financially, it would be amazing. Uh, I have, uh, personally, I have friends who've started a, a nonprofit uh, in the States that they can channel uh, money uh, to Nicaragua in several ways. I can't go into details on here because uh, of the whole security stuff of Nicaragua, but if you want to yeah. give to monetarily, since the economy is very g getting hit pretty hard and, 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 and it will be even hit harder very soon. So, but, uh, but as I said, prayers and out of prayer, if you feel led to send words of encouragement to Nicaraguans, uh, it's, it's, it's great too. Yeah. That's very welcomed. And if you want to visit Nicaragua, that's very welcome too. <laughs> Well, thank you for your time. I um, this has been a very, a very good conversation, and yeah, um, yeah. So thank you for your for joining us to the, in the, today in the show. Well, thank you, Nain, for Nain Miranda for inviting me to you, your podcast, and I want to thank uh, every viewer, every person listening to us uh, in this uh, great conversation of. Love, truth, God, Christ, me, you, our identity in in God, my identity in God, who I mm -hmm. really am, and that's that's a, that's for me that's key. Why don't you ask God? Don't ask people. Ask Jesus. Let His Spirit reveal to you. Don't don't let culture define you. Ask ask Him through His Spirit. Who who am I? And uh, we want the answers right away. I'm very impatient a lot of times, and in our culture, we don't we don't want time. We want things right away. So, mm -hmm. ask him, who am I? And what do I have inside of me to offer to this world? That's the journey I'm on, and I invite you into this journey. So, thank you, Nain, once again, and love you guys. Thank you for listening. Wow, thank you.